Hey y'all, my name is LMC. If you are new to the channel, then hit that subscribe button down below. I'd very much appreciate it. I cover all things cannabis. So if you want to stay up to date, definitely think about it in the subscribe button. And then also think about it in the notification bell. Turn on to all so you can stay up to date on everything. Anyways, I just uh, put out a video um, talking about Pennsylvania's medical marijuana market. And, you know, I just we went over an article where in the article... Um, they claim that multiple economists have claimed that there's an oligopoly, right? An oligopoly, a plutocracy in, in a sense in Pennsylvania's medical marijuana market, which is there therefore driven the medical marijuana prices up to the most second most expensive prices in the nation. And that's including recreational, um, which is, when you're talking about medical marijuana, I think that's pretty disgusting, but I talk about in that, and by the way, go check that out if you haven't, but I talk about in that video, I talk about how this new modern, there's a new era of medical marijuana regulatory systems in the United States, okay? And to really just give a quick a synopsis of what that is, what that new era is, is it's really just a... Um, much more capitalistic system. I'm not, I'm not anti-capitalist whatsoever. I'm, I think capitalism is great, but you, know, you need checks and balances, obviously. Um, but, you know, we're seeing these medical marijuana markets start to get run just like our healthcare system in America. It's about profit. It's about profit. It's about profit, okay? Um, and I think that, you know, I think you should be able to make money off really anything, but I think there are a few things that maybe should be left alone. Like, and, and, and that kind of adds to how we have these backwards incentive structures. I guess the, the most, the most um, you know, obvious one is, you know, the fact that there's private prisons and there's literally stocks trading, getting traded on pretty much how many people are um, incarcerated, right? So if you incentivize someone to put more and more people in jail, well, they're gonna figure out eventually a system to do that. And that's what has happened, obviously. Um, now, healthcare is a little bit of a different one, but you know, medical marijuana, I think should be accessible to everyone. I think it's a great, uh, you know, it's a great thing to mitigate uh, and prevent, you know, other health problems from occurring. Um, and therefore long-term that'll save, I think everyone money Right um, when we talk about you know the healthcare system, but medical marijuana markets are starting to be much more profit-based, much less about actually the patient, in my opinion. Okay, and and I think you know I, I definitely wanted to do a, a segment on it, on this as well to follow up with um, my first video that I uploaded today on this channel. By the way, if you guys aren't subscribe to my LMC news channel. I'm going to put more of these segments out on my LMC news channel. Um, so make sure you guys go subscribe to that. If you haven't already, links will be down below in the description. Also go follow me on all the socials and, and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, let's, let's jump into this. So this is by, by marijuana business daily. This is 42 minutes ago. It's a news brief by them. Title of this article is main medical marijuana operator sues over medical marijuana residency requirement. Okay. And like I said, we're gonna see a, we we're gonna see a theme now with the last video I just uploaded talking about Pennsylvania and with this video talking about Maine, um, 
Yeah, so let's just go over this real quick and we'll talk more about it. Okay, so Maine's leading marijuana operator is challenging the state's medical marijuana residency requirement seven months after suing and getting the state to back off a similar provision for adult use. Really quick, residency requirements. What does that do? People, you know, some people would argue that's, you know, it is protectionist. Uh, it's a protectionist type policy, meaning you're trying to protect the local economy. You don't want to have massive corporations from out of state come in and just take over your industry and then therefore, you know, be a strat. You're pretty much having that, you know, wealth extracted from your economy. So if you keep it in the local economy, it's always better. It's much more sustainable. Um, and, you know, the problem is though, the free market, right? Free market can definitely have some drawbacks, right? So this is more of on a domestic sense, but we look like this is another example, I guess I could make uh, to get the point across is, you know, people talk about, you know, jobs are getting shipped overseas, whether it's to China, whether it's to Vietnam, where it's to, you know, wherever. It's because Wall Street corporations have allowed for corporations that are based in the United States to ship out all of their jobs. Okay. And that is, you know, if you look at like what China does, right. You know, you, if you look at others, other countries, they are extremely protectionist of their local economies. Right. And that's a good thing. Okay. Not to say you want to, I'm not to say that like, you know, protection, economic protectionism, there's definitely a, a, a scale to it. And, and, you know, you got to find the right, right weight on it. But um, for the most part, I think it's positive. And we've seen just, you know, if you look at the Midwest, right, the, the Rust Belt, like the manufacturing, you know, factory jobs, those are gone in America, okay? And those are gone because politicians were bought out by corporations and, um, you know, they weren't forced say, if you wanna be, if you wanna be an American company, right, you need to do this, this and this, right? But that's politics anyways. I hope that made a little bit of sense, but let's keep going though. Okay, so Wellness Connection of Maine on December 17th filed a lawsuit in U.S. District Court in Maine claiming that uh, the residency requirement for medical marijuana dispensaries violates the U.S. Constitution's commercial clause and purposely favors Maine residents over non-residents. Okay, and this is going to have some massive implications, not massive, but like Montana, right? Montana was one of the four state it was five, but four that that uh, legalized cannabis recreationally in this past uh, election, right? Montana is kind of the opposite of Arizona. Really, eh, Arizona's a little bit actually. Never mind, scratch Arizona. Montana though, Montana they have a very strict, uh, you know, the it seems to be at least the policy that was proposed and voted in is you know they're really protecting the economy. You know, no, um, you know, out of state individuals or companies can come into that industry. So they're protecting the economy, right? They're protecting their people. Um, but it's gonna be interesting because there's gonna be big corporations with big money, right? That are gonna be able to fight this kind of stuff. And I'm, you know, at the end of the day, the companies, they're doing what they do. They're trying to make money, okay? I get that. It's really on the jobs of the regulators, on the politicians. Those are the people we should always be blaming because they are supposed to be the ones checking the businesses. The businesses, sole purpose, make money, okay? So they're gonna do what they're gonna do, okay? Um, okay, so the lawsuit was first reported by 
law360.com. Shout out to law360, by the way. So residency requirements also are being challenged in Missouri, Oklahoma, and Washington state. Absolutely. They're going to be start. They're going to challenge it in Montana. They're going to, these bigger companies are, you know, I'm sure that I don't know how organized they are, whether it's just one company or if it's these, these, these massive cannabis, uh, you know, trade, um, uh, trade groups that are doing this, um, or, you know, however, I don't know how centralized it is yet, but there's people, companies with millions of dollars that are lobbying, trying to overturn protectionist like policies so that they can, you know, continue to consolidate. Now, like I said, there's a balance to everything. Consolidation is going to happen no matter what, especially in a new market like this. But I do think we need to make sure that locals, right? Locals, OGs, you know, the people, um, you know, let them, you know, have a shot at this. Let them, you know, be able to have the ability to, you know, try to take a crack at this business. Don't just let corporate consolidation happen like that. And here, here's a perfect example. Wellness Connection of Maine operates four of the eight dispensaries in the state. So they already own 50% of the operating uh, uh, medical marijuana dispensaries, excuse me. Right, so they're doing 50%. Maine's medical marijuana dispensaries were required to be not for profit, right? Because like I just went back to the very beginning of this video, our healthcare system become a business. It's become a fucking business and it's disgusting. Right? I think there's certain things that shouldn't be touched in terms, I mean, you know, or they should be regulated in the sense where they can't gouge people and, and, and pretty much create monopolies or, 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 you know, oligopolies or, or a number or, or a number of different things but that's crazy so non-for-profit allowing dispensaries to become for profit in 2020 okay and this is the whole thing is is the medical transition to recreational that transition is where we're going to see a lot of these kind of slick little moves where they'll be favoring corporate corporations heavily. Okay. So wellness connection said it converted it, it converted to a for-profit corporation in March, 2020, and is now owned by three main residents. Okay. Probably, but how, you know, typically this can, you know, there's a lot of ways to get around these kind of laws, right? There's the social equity licenses that people, you know, will abuse that system. There's the residency requirements. They'll abuse that system. Um, you know, maybe it is that, but so the lawsuit says that the plaintiff High Street Capital Partners, which is affiliated with New York-based multi-state operator Acreage Holdings, right, which is going to be then acquired by Canopy Growth once you see federal legalization. I did some piece, I did a couple segments on that. I did, yeah, two different segments, kind of touching on both uh, a couple of days ago. So go check those out. But Acreage Holdings would purchase all the equity in Wellness Connection if it weren't prohibited from doing so by the residency requirement. Okay, so maybe maybe they are technically residents right now, but this acquisition wouldn't go through because of the residency. Okay, so residency is standing in the way of, of considerable consolidation. Right? So the residency requirement harms both non-residents and main dispensaries, such as the four dispensaries 
Spencer is operating by plaintiff wellness connection by arbitrarily limiting the universe of potential investors and business partners available to these businesses, the suit says. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. High Street owns Wellness Connections sister company, according to the suit, which is involved in Maine's uh, nascent recreational marijuana industry. Acreage has long listed Wellness Connection of Maine's MMJ operations in its regulatory filings. According to a regulatory filing, quote, Acreage provides goods and or services included, but not limited to financing, management, consulting, and or administrative services, services with, the, with these license holders to assist in the operations of their cannabis business. Right. So they go find some, they go find three folks in Maine. They go, Hey, can you get this done initially? We'll acquire you. We can maybe help you out with the money. Who, who knows? But that's how, you know, this, this is how they work the system. Like I said, at the end of the day, I'm not mad at businesses for this because that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to make money and they're going to use their money and influence if they're able to, which is the problem with money in politics. And it's really up to the politicians, really. It's up to the regulators. Okay. And, you know, I see that in America, we've just gotten, there's this tendency of just, you know, regulators are just less and less realized, you know, just, just working directly with, you know, the same people, you know, going out to dinner, you know, going to like their, you know, going to like, you know, corporate, you know, parties as, you know, when they're the regulators, when they, and, and they're going to the parties where they should actually be regulating those people, not, you know, enjoying their company. Um, so in 2019, Maine's eight MMJ or medical marijuana dispensaries accounted for only 26.3 million of the 111.6 million in total medical marijuana sales, according to the lawsuit with the remainder of the sales coming from the roughly 2,600 caregivers in the state at the time. Okay, and that's going to, that's going to change, but you know, medical marijuana, I, I really think, you know, there needs to be, you know, standards where you can't price, you can't price gouge you know, trust me, the more consolidation we see, we want to see more competition over time. Now it's naturally, there's going to be consolidation that's going to happen. It's just the business environment that we're in. But if they, if they, if they start to consolidate too quickly, you know, people have talked about, like I've heard, I've talked to major investors in, 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 in some of these massive cannabis MSOs. And they've told me like, yeah, there's like a slow roll to this uh, acquisition uh, rollout strategy because if they acquire stuff too quickly it's going to put some you know it's going to it's going to um you know have some red uh red flags go off um and you know they maybe get split up or you know they don't want to go too quick to the point where then they become a, a, a antitrust right monopoly or yeah I don't think that's probably not going to happen but you know who knows but at the same time they know the pacing right of their acquisition strategy which you know Take it out. You want it at the end of the day, we're seeing, you know, I, I, you can, a lot of, you know, a lot of this was my subjective opinion, right? I wanted to say like, you know, I am pro small, I am pro small business, right? They, they create, you know, 90% of the new jobs in, in America. Uh, I'm pro entrepreneurship and where entrepreneurs, you know, that don't maybe have a ton of working capital can have some sort of shot at this industry. Um, and I'm pro competition because I want the consumer to have great product, good prices, great service, right? And that's what happens with competition because if your competition is outdoing you, then you're either going to have to adapt or die. 
anyways though guys i just thought this was interesting it definitely plugs into i think the last video if you haven't seen the last one it's uh the title is oligopoly in pennsylvania's medical marijuana market question mark so go check that out um anyways though like i said if you're new to the channel hit that subscribe button down below if you know anybody that would like this kind of content friends or family definitely send them my way um you know also check out my links down below check out you know go subscribe to my other youtube channels uh also go follow me on all the social medias instagram all that stuff i post clips on instagram too that a lot of people don't see so if you if you want to you know see more of some some of some other stuff definitely go uh, so, uh follow me on instagram twitter all that stuff send me an email if you want go to my website um anyways guys my name is lmc really appreciate y'all i hope everyone is staying safe and healthy and i hope you'll have an amazing amazing day peace Hey y'all, just really quick before you guys go, if you guys have not seen my new website, it's lmc.news, check it out. Also, definitely subscribe to the, uh, I'm going to be releasing a newsletter here soon, slash I'll be sending out notifications for videos, so if you don't get them from YouTube, which happens all the time, then you can expect uh, an email. Plus, in the future, there's a lot of dope stuff that'll be coming, so stay up to date. Anyways guys, really appreciate y'all, hope y'all have an amazing day, peace.